What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome to episode 11 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Hi, I'm your host, Glenn Gordon, uh, the commissioner from PlayStationUniverse.com, and with me, of course, is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. Beginning with you, Mr. KGB Gary, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you today, Glenn? Good. I thought we lost you for a second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How's your week been? What have you been up to? Oh, just work and playing some Infamous. Infamous? Are you liking it? Uh, I am, yes. Yeah, you sound unsure. You sound uncertain. Oh, uh, well, not really. You know, I, I do really like the game. Don't get me wrong, but I do have some issues with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your favorite role, uh, good or evil? Um, well, right now I think the evil powers are a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because I just don't have to worry about anything. I just throw, you know, my grenades. Everybody dies pretty much instantly. <laughs> Free karma. There you go. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. Second, we have Ben. You're not Ben Sterling. I keep calling you Ben Sterling in my mind. <laughs> ben Shillabier Hall. <laughs> Welcome, Ben. How are you? Well, to be honest, I'll take the name Ben Sterling with a, okay, a lot of gratitude. For, you know, <laughs> for the for the man, the amazing Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling, what have you been up to, Ben? Uh, to be honest, not much recently. I've been playing a bit of Infamous, a bit of Warframe. I spent more money on Warframe this week. I spent another sixty quid. Another sixty quid? Yeah. On what? Uh, they had new Prime access, so I bought that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bought the last Prime Access as well, but that was 120 quid, so... How long have you been playing that game, man? Well, since the PS4 launch, so... Months now? I've, I've put in 415 hours into the game. What? Yeah. What? And how much money? About 300. Man. But right. consider the fact how much I've been playing it, I, yeah. I see it as not a huge... I've been enjoying the game, so I don't mind spending it. If I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't have spent it. Sure, sure. I'm the same way, like, with in-game purchases, like with Guild Wars or League of Legends, there's... If you enjoy it, you're you're more likely to spend some money on it. Are you okay with that, though, Ben? Would you rather pay like that or pay, like, a monthly subscription for it instead? I I, I don't know. I I like the way... At this point, like, 300 hours in. I would love to have been a monthly subscription, but at the same time... I know like that the different payment method. Yeah, it, but the same way. The only thing I wish we had was uh, basically Prime Access on the PC gives you discount on the currency that costs real money. So once you buy that, and then for that until the next Prime Access, anytime you want to buy more real money stuff, you actually get twenty five percent off. Hmm. But PS4 version does not do that. That's the only issue I have. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, and. Surprise for you guys, we also have Ernest, the prodigal son Lynn, who is prodigal no more. Welcome back, Ernest. How are you? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Where have you been, man? What have you been up to? Um, Work, life, car repair, mm-hmm. playing some games, uh-huh. enjoying Infamous. Likely excuses. Likely excuses. No. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're you yep. Infamous too? How do you like it? Um, I really like it. Um, I like it uh, way more than uh, the previous two. Hmm. 
Now, the previous two were good, but this kind of takes it to a different level. It's yeah, great. it really does. Really great game. Okay, guys. So, it's kind of been a slow couple of weeks, but there's still, there's still stuff going on. Um, for example, The Last of Us, I, I know they're talking about this on Unchained as well, but The Last of Us, um, there's been a, a spotting of it on the PS4. And I believe, was it you, Ben, who just said that a Yu-Gi-Oh! game's coming out soon? Yeah, there's going to be a new Yu-Gi-Oh! game out this this week, actually. Uh, basically, it's based on the original series, GX, ZXL, and 5Ds. You'll have all cards from all the different TV shows, up to the current arc, sort of, uh, current sort of series in booster packs. See, I don't believe in GX and beyond. Yes! <laughs> yes, my man Glenn, right here. <laughs> I am for the original Yu-Gi-Oh! And for none of the other series. Well, yeah. it's split into four different tournaments, so if you just want to play the original stuff, you can just pick the original stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys there, except on the Pokemon side. Uh... I don't count any of the other Pokemon except the original one. Uh, see, I, I actually liked GX quite a bit. Uh... I liked... Um... Anything above GX though, I hated. <laughs> it's like Dragon Ball. Like they made Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z, and then they're like, "Hey, let's do it again." And they made Dragon Ball GT, and everyone was like, "No." no yeah, but GT, uh, GT was an American, though, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Akira yeah. Toriyama had nothing to do with GT. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All these companies are like, "Let's make more money," and then they do it wrong. But yeah. um, I don't accept GT. <laughs> I don't think anyone with a brain accepts GT. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it's Dragon Ball, I suppose. So I'm looking, I, I must be. I will. I do want a port of Battle of the Gods as soon as possible, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. So there's been some more news, and I'm aware that this is going on Unchained as well. Someone else has left. Um, Naughty Dog, one of the directors on Uncharted 4 as well. And it speaks to something going on in this industry because this is the first of numerous major departures from gaming studios or gaming companies. Like what, What's going on here? What is this? Why are they leaving us? Um, I think it's them being tired of major publishers telling them when they need to get something done, how fast they need to get it done. And pretty much change making them change things about their own games that they don't want to change. Yeah. I think they're tired of it. And a lot of these guys are probably gonna go out and form their own studios and be indie developers. Yeah, there's been some conspiracy theories that they're all going off somewhere to make some epic gaming studio. <laughs> Just together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all these people from Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch and all of them. And probably the people who got laid off at Evolution. Just come together and make a big studio. Would you be Would you be in favor of that? I'd be in favor of that. Them creating one huge studio? Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it gives them more, more of like creative freedom and experimentation that they want to do, why not? Yeah, because look, all these indie developers, they can make whatever game they want without anybody telling them what they need to do with it, you know? 
there, so. there have been a lot of, um, I think that there's something to what you're saying there that a lot of people are giving developers grief about their games. In fact, um, Oddworld's creator, uh, Lorne Lanning, he was talking about Battlefield 4, which <laughs> is infamous. <laughs> Which is infamous nowadays for its um, issues. Brokenness. <laughs> yeah. And goodness, here's what he said. He's, um, he said, screw that business. Well, he said he, said he dropped an F-bomb, but I don't feel angry enough to do that right now. Um, I don't want to play with that business because it was a losing business. Um, he said, he claimed that AAA game publishers can become beholden to shareholders and so run the risk of building games by the book instead of trying new things. And the, what he said about Battlefield 4 specifically is he said, why did Battlefield 4 ship? You know that team was crying. You know that that team knew that that game was not ready to go. And they spent a lot of sleepless nights building it to look as good and play as good as possible as it was meant to be experienced. But someone made a decision that the shareholders are more important than the customer, and we see a lot of that. And they said, how do you... He said, how do you take a jewel like Battlefield 4 and ship it with dirt all over it? I agree 100% with what he said. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I'm seeing. You know, it's every freaking year, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. but, like, the only company I can, I can see getting away with it is Ubisoft because they have 2,000 people working on one Assassin's Creed game. I don't think DICE has 2,000 people working on Battlefield, <laughs> yeah, you know? Not at all, not at all. Oh, I can't wait for the Assassin's Creed topic. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but, um, you know, it's just, this is what's happening, you know? They're giving them a release date. You either get it out there, or he, actually, there is no ultimatum. You have to get it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's and it's sad. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Skyrim. So they had to release it on that 11-11-11, that specific date. But I don't know. What I want to know is, was that worth it? Mm. Was it worth having to then spend more time and more money fixing the problems than spending, than taking that time in the beginning and you know losing customers in the process, than taking that time in the beginning and just releasing it right? I hate to say it, Glenn, but yes it is more profitable for them to release a broken game than it is for them to not release a broken game. Because if they've scheduled for the disc to be printed for that date, they would have to sort of reschedule all that, uh, get make sure that everything's, you know, all the packet, make sure that the um, retailers have got new product placements and new advertisements if it's a big game. That's mm. a lot of money to throw out the window for something that even though we understand it's a broken shitty mess mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, be... it, it's like their mentality is just to get those games into people's hands first so they're well, they have it right and then well the thing is I mean Skyrim did extremely well as far as sales go and it's still pretty much a landmark game but at the same time they, yeah that stuff costs a lot of money up front but there are a lot of people now who are saying okay I'm not going to buy another Bethesda game and there are a lot of people now who are saying, you know, I'm not going to bother playing Skyrim because it just screwed me over on my console, on, on my um, system of choice. So they, I think they lost a lot of customer faith 
in some in some areas with that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some companies are continuously losing faith in those. A lot of customers are losing faith. I mean, every time I hear anything, you know, about again going back to a battlefield, you know, you read an article, you go down to the comments like, "This is the last EA game I'm ever gonna pay for." EA is this, EA is that, and it's really sad to see the, that. The thing is, though, they all say that, but when some the EA comes out with Battlefront or Mirror's Edge 2 has a release date, people forget what they want, that they hate EA for Battlefield. Even if, I bet you, as soon as Battlefield 4, no, Battlefield 5, sorry, because we're on 4, aren't we? As soon as we see Battlefield 5 at E3, people will suddenly drop it and go, Oh, a new Battlefield. I can't yeah, wait. If you look at it, people thought the same thing about Call of Duty, and each year now, Call of Duty sales are getting weaker and weaker yeah. every year. That's more to do with milking it than it actually buggy yeah. mess. That has more to do with the fact that there's like a billion Call of Duties now <laughs> coming. Yeah, but that's more the cow drying up than the actual bugs. Yeah, but. EA is technically going to do the same thing now, you know? Yeah, DICE is probably not going to do the next Battlefield, but somebody's going to release the next, you know... I don't thing. think I don't think we'll get Battlefield every year. I think we'll get Battlefield... Every other year. Every other year. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure, like, what they tried to do with Metal of Honor, Metal of Honor one year, Battlefield the next year. We Metal might see... Itself. We might I'm see sure Battle... going to find somebody to do something. We're probably going to see Battlefront one year, Battlefield another year, Battlefront next year, Battlefield the other year. And see, and that's the big thing. Everybody was so looking forward to Battlefront, and with the mess that they've released with Battlefield 4 now, everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. Do we want this to happen to this franchise too? The thing is that everyone's angry at EA, but I bet you as soon as I say that Dragon Age... It's coming out this day. You'll see a lot of people hyped for that. But yeah, but that's more because they have more faith in Bioware than they do at EA. That's still an EA product. They said they'll never buy an EA game. Technically, it's still that's published true. by EA. It's still using the engine that DICE used for Battlefield. That's true. Well, the thing about it is, generally, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to games, most people don't really care who developed it. All right. There are exceptions. Like if it's Naughty Dog, generally people are going to be like, okay, that's going to be a good game. And, you know, if it's Bioware or Ubisoft, you know, people, there are some companies that people look at and say, okay, this is probably going to do okay. But um, yes, companies do do some stupid stuff and, and tick some people off. But it's like you're saying, they may not want, they may be wary to buy another Battlefield game. But they'll buy other EA published games. You know, there there are some people who are like, yeah, I hate EA, and it's like what I was talking about with the Titanfall thing before. It's like I hate EA. I'm not buying anything from EA anymore. But EA does a lot of stuff. Like a lot of games that are published on any console are have been touched in some way by EA. So it's hard to completely exclude EA from your diet of video games, um, and. In the first place, I don't think you should because at the same time, yeah, EA publishes it, but someone else often develops it. 
and that's doing a disservice to the developers who've worked so hard on what could be a really good game. Yeah, like yeah. It, it really damages their reputation because of the publisher. In in this case, especially in Battlefield, like Dice's reputation is just getting worse and worse because the EA is pretty much forced this game to come out before it was ready to come out. Now, by the same token, I think EA also needs to be more responsible because they are, um, by association, holding developers' reputations in their hands. Mm-hmm. By the way, when you talk about companies that you, you used to trust more than anything, I remember the PS1 and PS2 era where as soon as I read Square, I would start throwing my credit cards, debit cards, money, anything at the screen to see if it would get funded faster. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not as good, so I don't want to do it as much. But back in the PS1 and PS2 era, I would be sat here by my wallet, throwing money at the screen going, why, is, why hasn't it appeared yet? Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those things where, like, you know, back then, PS1, even PS2, and early PS3 even, you know, developers took that time. You know, they wanted their game to be functional and as as much as they could. Now it's like, release it, fix it later. Release it, fix it later. I think that's what all developers want. Because it's like musicians, if you're... If you're going out there and you're you're crafting something, you're constructing something, you're building something, and you're pouring your heart and soul into it, well, when it releases, you want it to be the best it can be, right? You want people yeah. to enjoy it. That, so, I, I find I, I can't hold anything against the developers at all. I think it's there are there are people outside of the developers who are like, okay, we just want to make money, and that's fine because every business is there to make money no matter what kind of business it is, unless it's like a non-profit. So, but at the same time, by doing that, they're uh, sliding customers and they're doing iffy things with people's reputations that I don't know that they should be doing. Yeah, and it also depends on who you really are. I mean, Konami, I don't think, will ever tell Kojima, you know, your game is going to come out on this day, no matter what. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think he has a lot more leverage than than people think, you know? Blizzard the same with that. I think Activision just leaves Blizzard alone. They're just in the title of their company at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know. Like I, I said this. Uh, I think I said this on the last cast. I don't remember, but like in the last ten years, I put in a game, and you know, there's a day one patch all the time. Day one patch, day one patch, sure. and then you know, I played Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, and there's no patch. There's nothing. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, here's <laughs> Kojima, a guy who decided to make sure his game worked before he released it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the patch could be anything. It doesn't necessarily mean that the game doesn't work. They could have just decided to add something at the last minute or unlock something that, um, uh, I guess, people who had access to it early could use that or couldn't use that people during the normal release can. Yeah. So... Uh, a day one patch could really be anything, but um, I do have a lot of respect for Kojima with um, with that because that's someone who paid attention and paid attention to the details and made sure that everything was perfect before he released it. Mm-hmm. Which is how it should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I think it gets to be like a slippery slope uh, for developers. Like, oh, you know, if, you know, maybe they'll they'll do you know the majority of the fixing out all the the bugs. Uh, but then they'll be like, okay, well, you know, 
we're running out of time. Well, you know, we'll just do that in the day one patch, you know, that they just sort of get used to just, hey, well, we'll fix we'll fix all that stuff, you know, once it's out. Yeah. Things like that I honestly make sense because if it's just a small thing that you know can mm-hmm. be taken care of easily, then there's no sense in spending all the money to delay the thing then when you can just um, patch it before the thing even releases. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying patches are bad in any way, but it's like when it's just constantly, every time I try to get into a game, there's a patch. Mm-hmm. You've got to download a patch. I'm just like, come on. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, fix one little thing. It's like, man. I know. That's what my games. That's why I have fiber optics. I, it, it downloads fast enough for me not to care. Yeah, I have fiber where I am too, which is Wait. sad. When I go back to Orlando, I won't. But it's not like I remember when if the, if a game had a bug or a glitch, like people like revish in it. You know, they're like, "Oh wow, look at this bug and glitch!" And there's never a fix for it. You know, people used it as an exploit. It's like, "Oh, you can do this with this glitch." It became like this kind of cool thing to have glitches in your game sometimes sure you like know? skyrim bethesda is known for these funny glitches like you'll run or, you'll go to ride a horse and you you go to sit you talk to the horse and the horse just takes off and starts flying in circles it's like those are those are glitches <laughs> they're not supposed to happen i'm not even exaggerating those, those aren't supposed to happen at all but they're not game breaking i'm i'm talking about like glitches that affect the integrity of the game and affect the experience of the game in a negative way. I had an awesome glitch on Warframe last night where I ran into a pole and then my runner flung into the sky for some reason. (laughs) I hit this pole and he went to do his his walk jump over it and instead of just jumping over the little pole we just flew off. (laughs) I love glitches like that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Glenn's talking about the of the bad glitches, like the one I'm facing in uh, Bioshock Burial at Sea Episode 2, where at the start of this champer, chapter, um, the screen is black except for my HUD and gun, and I cannot progress. Ooh. It's awful. Mm. It's so you're playing the with the Xbox One screen resolution. <laughs> Crush blacks! Uh, I am actually playing on the Xbox 360. Oh. Don't tell don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Beta tested in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Which explains the nod, it hasn't been beta tested yet. Oh, right. See, that's the thing. Like de- like publishers, developers, they don't seem to care about the QA departments anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like let the testers you know, let's release betas and everybody can be testers for us. And we don't By the way, guys. Spend the money. Wanna... If you want to play one of the greatest... Well, I'm, I'm bought yeah, I'm going to buy it soon when I get a bit more money. The greatest game ever made has been released on Steam. This what week. Goat Simulator. What? Goat, Goat si- Simulator, oh yeah. <laughs> you play... It, it, it is a very broken, buggy game. But the developer himself admits that it's a broken, buggy game and that's how he wanted it to be released like. Why? Because a lot of the glitches are funny. Oh, like you know, so, you, you so might specifically for funny glitches. Basically, he, he, you can lick stuff with the goat, but sometimes the glit, it'll, like the tongue will glitch and you'll stick and you'll just fly off, or it'll whatever you lick follow you around because it's stuck to your tongue and it's all sort of weird and glitchy, awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, even the developer says that even though he's selling it for nine dollars, that you should wait until it's two dollars. 
it mm-hmm. actually says that in the description of the game. <laughs> hey, I'll give him ten dollars for for something that awesome. I mean, yeah. it's a gold simulator. <laughs> well, wait until the fact that someone's making a bear simulator. I'm not joking. Where you gotta hunt fish, and you gotta run away from rabbits and deer. Wow! And it's first person as well. Where do you even find these games? Like. <laughs> and Steam, the greatest PC website ever. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you guys ever want to play a buggy game that's fun, Goat Simulator is the game for you. Mm-hmm. And watch Jim Sterling play it. Ta- <laughs> Jim Sterling. I see. It reminds me of this. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. This dance thing. Okay, it was. Uh, it had to do with the SNES, I think. Because it had those cartridges, and if the cartridge was dusty or something inside, you'd walk around, and a character in the game would just be, like, spazzing out, like, flipping around really fast and stuff. And they made a dance out of it that I can't <laughs> remember. That's I'll have to find it and, and name it before the podcast is over, because it was funny. Yeah, I, I recommend Goat Simulator if you, can, if you can run it on your PC. Mm-hmm. And Goat. I will be... I will actually be contacting Sony and I think I'm uh, going to try and contact Shahid on Twitter. I will try and get it to the PS4. I know what the song is. I know what the... They called it the Gedan Dance. Or Ged- I was actually... That's actually what I was thinking um, that you were referring... But you said like Super Nintendo. I'm like, no. Gedan is on N64. Oh, it was on the 64. That's right. Yeah, it was Goldeneye that had like this crazy like glitch. Um, but yeah, it became like a like a Japanese meme. <laughs> now, there, now there are like people who will do in real life these really fast photo things of them just spazzing out and jumping around, and then they'll I don't know. It's to this weird. It's to this Japanese song. Like if you if you go to YouTube, find it. G E D D A N. Get down, dance. It's funny as heck. It's based on a Nintendo sixty four glitch. I love glitches sometimes. No. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Okay, Ben. Um, you've been patient. So, what is it that you have to tell us about Assassin's Creed? Can I swear? What? Can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go okay, ahead. good, good. Ah, oh, fucking knew it. I'm not. <laughs> it's with the rumor at the start of the year that Assassin's Creed will have two games. On PS3 and 360 and PS4 and Xbox One at first I thought, like everyone else, oh my god, that means the PS4 and Xbox One version will be the superior, amazing, super sexy, awesome, super mega ultra, super sexy, high graphics, and the PS3 and 360 version will be, eh, good. Um, and then, I thought about it. This would mean that there's been three Assassin's Creed games this year. Assassin's Creed Liberation HD... Assassin's Creed Comet and Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, that's quite a lot of titles for one year. Especially as each one is an individual story. So if you want to know the entire lore of the game, you're going to have to sit there on YouTube, which is kind of boring in a way. You want to play the game. You don't just want to watch it. So you need to purchase it on the PS3 and the PS4 to get the full story. And not only that, but I bet you next year... 
we will see Assassin's Creed Combat HD on the PS4 and Xbox One. Oh. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that, that's, that's... I happened. guarantee it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that means technically in a year, pretty much, because I bet you will see Comet... If we... say, Let's just say, when was Liberation again? Was that like February, March time? Oh, um, um, something like that. No, it, it was, I think... It came out... No, it came out the same month as 3 did. Assassin's Creed 3. No, I meant the HD remix. Oh, it was in January. Yeah, I thought so. I can see Comet HD being early February time. Then we'll have literally four Assassin's Creed titles in one year. Four in one year. Wow, wow. Yeah, and I haven't played a single one of them. Well, one's going to be in France, so I'm, I'm not. I don't want to play. For, I don't want to be in France, but I will get to kill French people. It's. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I forgot uh, British. Oh damn! Oh <laughs> man! Especially if you play a British guy, right? <laughs> well, I hope you play a British guy. He'll be better. But, it, but you can see what I mean now. It's not the fact that I love the fact that there's going to be a PS4 and Xbox One one, but at the same time. I kind of see them just trying to make more... Just, just literally doing the phrase shut up and give us money then taking it to the extreme. Mm. But we'll, I, get it, we'll get it in the positive light here, Ben. All these people who will buy these games because you know they're going to buy them. It's going to sell millions of copies. Yeah. All of that money is going to fund the division. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh, and that's all I care about. Okay, so go out and buy Assassin's Creed um, right away because the division needs money. Yeah, yeah the division needs money. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they'll use it for the division. They'll just use it for Assassin's Creed, um, Comet Uni, um, Solar. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's just. I I think we talked about this last week. You know, yeah. it's just. It's gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous, yeah. in my opinion. I just you know, I, Ubisoft said them said said themselves Ooh. that you know, uh, God, what, what was the news story? I have to find it. Something about that the world needs Assassin's Creed every year or something like that. See, <laughs> well, yeah, the world needs Assassin's Creed every year. Yeah, if we don't have Assassin's Creed every year, we all die. It, it, it's a proven fact. The world, world economies not... will collapse. The world How did not usually like Assassin's Creed. Okay, sorry, sorry, I, I totally misphrased that. Ubisoft world... said they would be stupid to not release Assassin's Creed every year. Well, financially, they would be stupid because it brings them a lot of money. But for an well, actual sort well, of customer, when is it like... to the point where it's going to stop? Or it's going to slowly decrease the amount of money they receive. I'm going to say... Uh, ask Call of Duty. I'm, I'm going to say this year. I'm not joking. No, people, I totally agree with you. People, if you look at all the games coming out this yeah. holiday season, Assassin's Creed is going to have a hard time selling. It's mm-hmm. not even just that. People are going to go, well, wh- why is there four? Because there'll be four, I bet you, Assassin's Creed by, end of, by the start of next year. Because I bet you there'll be a, a HD remix for PS4, as I said, of Comet. People are going to go, well, I just bought Comet on PS3, like, three months ago. 
yet they want me to pay the full price again to buy a comment on the PS4 with slightly better graphics. Mm-hmm. Because uh, on one of the websites for Comet, PS4 is listed as a system for it. So that pretty much leaks that it's already in development for the PS4, but it won't be, I doubt it will be released until next year. And then Assassin's Creed 5 is undoubtedly going to show up soon. Yeah. Which, of course, will be on Assassin's on PS4 and PS3 on but two different games. Yeah. So if you want the full experience of Assassin's Creed 5, not only do you have to buy the season pass, you have to buy a PS3 copy as well. Which sucks, because I'm not... With a season pass. <laughs> I'm not, For the same price as a full game. Let me be honest, I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna, if I'm buying the PS3 one, I'm not buying the PS4 one. And if I'm buying the PS4 one, I'm not buying the PS3 one. And chances are I'm going to go buy the PS4 one. But you won't get the full story, Glenn. Don't care. I've but, seen enough Assassin's Creed, man. I mean, the thing is that there is a lot of people who do care. I know quite a few friends who like the games for the lore. Sure. sure. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very annoying because if they want the full lore, they're going to have to buy two games, two season passes. And it's, it's especially going to be annoying for those who are trying to phase out their yeah. use of the PS3. Yeah. Yeah, two two lore, two games, two season passes, because I bet you're damn ass that both Uni and Comet will have a separate season pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so, yeah. That's that's pretty much just extorting money out of people. Like, so, on. 40 quid game, but I bet you both will have a collector's edition for about 80 quid, because that's about standard for a Assassin's Creed Collector's Edition, so that's 160 quid, plus about 15 to 20 quid for a season pass. You're looking at nearly 200 quid. Uh, if you bought the Collector's Edition and season pass. I'm not doing it. You can't I, make me... At minimum. I'm done. I stopped buying Assassin's Creed. The Black, Black Flag is the last one, and I the, the only reason I bought that is because it was buy two PS3 games and get one free. That's the only reason I got that. But I actually mm. really like Black Flag. I really do. Um, yeah, because they took the best feature of 3 and turned it into a whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good, and I don't but I don't know if I'm ready to see another one again right away. I, I'm, I'm not even done with 3. I, I took a break uh, from it for a while to do some other stuff, and then Infamous um, came out and I was reviewing it. So I haven't actually played um, Assassin's Creed in a little while now. I'm not even done with 4. Um, yeah, the, the only way I see myself buying Assassin's Creed again is if it's in Japan Yes. or, or if it's in Russia. When it comes... <laughs> Russia! Whoa! <laughs> I'd Which buy... right now it's not. Neither I'd... one of these is going to be in Russia. So. Okay, so here's a far-fetched one. What if they... Um... What if they did an Assassin's Creed somehow in modern day United States? Then it'd just be Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, it'd just be current day Assassin's Creed Delta, the, what you get, the guy that comes out of the Animus. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be oh. him. Now, what they could do is take Assassin's Creed to Africa and let me ride elephants and do whatever the hell I want with animals. But that's no. Far Cry 4. I would buy that one too. You know, Far Cry 4 is going to have mountable elephants. That's what they say, yeah. but we'll see how fun it will be. I want, these... I want him to mount a dinosaur in Blood Dragon. I didn't get to do that. So. Well, you did. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't that fun. 
it, it wasn't that... F- shooting lasers while that... Oh, that was one of the best moments in gaming ever. Ever. No. No. You're telling me that was not one of the greatest moments in gaming. Shooting lasers from a dinosaur at things with music. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, I had a hard time playing that game because I think the soundtrack was so good. All I wanted to do was listen to the music. I, I didn't want to ruin the music with just the soundtrack. Put down the controller and just get back <laughs> and listen. Every time I listen to that soundtrack, I just want to watch 80s action movies. Oh. <laughs> So I good. Done that before. There have been times, like for instance, in Pokemon Silver when I was little or when I was younger, um, there was this one song in uh, Violet City that I loved, and so I'd stop playing and I'd just sit there with my Game Boy up to my ear. I love I love games like that. Well, everyone, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so since you know Assassin's Creed is pretty much twice a year now. <laughs> Twice. What are we gonna <laughs> How long until Far Cry becomes a yearly game? Oh please no. No, please. If Watch Dogs. If Watch Dogs is very successful, how long until they turn that into a yearly game? Not long. Like they they released a collector's edition for it before the first game even launched. I mean they're they're throwing this game out there. There's multiple collection editions for Watch Dogs. You've got the Dead Sect edition, which comes with the statue, the hat the soundtrack, the art book. Then you got the Religionti edition, which comes with a hat, a cap. No, a hat, a, 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 like a scarf thing, a soundtrack. Which then, is interesting, because they haven't really given us any reason to invest in the game. And yet. then like, you've got the premium Religionti edition, which is a hat, scarf, a hoodie, a micro-USB, which is shaped like a disc, a soundtrack, an art book. All of them come with DLC as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of DLC for, uh, excuse me, a lot of collector's editions for a game that we don't know that well yet. Yeah. And there's been controversy about it lately, and Ben knows this really well. There's been controversy about it lately with its graphics. Oh, this is this is the British Rage episode. I love it. The British Rage episode. <laughs> so there's this new trailer that came out for Watch Dogs called Welcome to Chicago. And oh. <clears throat> I can't help... When I watch this trailer, I cannot help but remember the first trailer ever for Watch Dogs at E3 a couple of years ago. And it started with Aiden Pierce walking down the sidewalk, and then he crosses the street and goes into this club chasing down um, someone named Joseph DeMarco. And that game at E3 a couple of years ago was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. And um, then I look at what it is today, and I try to separate myself from that first trailer, and I can't. Because today, the graphics look all right. They, um, let's see, the, the lighting is beautiful. The reflections are lovely. But the textures themselves, they look like something off of PS3 circa 2006. And it's... It's just so disappointing, like, watching this trailer and seeing what it is and remembering what it could have been. It feels disappointing to me. But what do you guys think? Have you seen the trailer? Oh, oh, oh I've seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's disappointing. I mean, because that first trailer was just gorgeous. It was stunning. It's what had people falling in love with Watch Dogs and really won over so many people saying this is what next gen is going to be capable of. Just look at this. 
you know. It's and not even the first trailer. Like, even the last trailer or the last video they showed before the game got delayed still looked phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They delayed it, and what they're saying is that they have making, they've made the city more dynamic. They've, um, you know, there are a lot of people who act like individual people, and what and there's a lot of detail in the cities, uh, in the city. But at the same time, just the textures look awful. You've also got uh, eight player, point player now as well. Yeah, and what's interesting is um, Ubisoft themselves released a statement about it, and they said that the rumor that the game has been visually downgraded is absolutely untrue. They say it's it's completely false that it has not been downgraded one bit, um, which is totally weird. Well, they do say that the last trailer, the one just before this one that first showed uh, downgraded graphics, they mm-hmm. said that that one was not a good graphics reference. That um, the original game performance uh, showed up at E3 2012 and it was running on a high end PC. Uh, this one was running off of a um, a PS4 dev kit of some sort. And th- they're saying that whatever it is just wasn't a good graphics reference. And the game's not downgraded and it looks phenomenal. It looks what next gen should look like. But yeah, how do they explain then the fact that it looks worse? Infamous says hello. <laughs> well, if they say this is what next gen is supposed to look like, then we already got next gen with GTA Five, yeah. Because the game graphically on par looks like GTA Five. And then what the heck is Infamous? <laughs> exactly, it's like PS Six. Infamous is next next gen. <laughs> Brought to you by the power of the cloud. Because Infamous was absolutely gorgeous. The facial expressions, the lighting, the detail in the city, and this has good lighting and good detail, but just such terrible textures. Like the cars look like something from. Um, Gran Turismo 3, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's so disappointing. Yeah, and like oh. I said, I think we talked about this on chat, Glenn. Yeah. Um, I think the reason for it is because Ubisoft is a company that wants to make all the versions of that one game on par with each other. Obviously, outside of the PS3 and 360 version, they want the PC, PS4, and Xbox One version to look as closely identical as they possibly can. Sure. And I think that's what happened here. So what then is what are they compensating for? Which what device is not holding up to the standard that we saw back at E3? I would say the Xbox One was it. Xbox One. That's it. Xbox. That's easy enough. <laughs> because, like I said before, I, I was reading a lot of rumors that coming into November, Watchdogs on the Xbox One was four months behind on its development because of the policy changes that Microsoft was going through. Mm-hmm. And they had to compensate for those. So. Well, yeah, because these uh, SDKs were really behind compared to Sony's. You know, the development kits were all, way, all sort of, the software was all sort of behind in quality. Sony's were actually better mm-hmm. and well more well-developed than the Microsoft ones were. Yeah, that's a shame. It's either that, in my opinion, it's it's either that or they realized or they saw that with the huge graphical upgrade that they had, the game just wasn't running well. So, so they had to downgrade it in order to get it to run properly. 
so a quick word to our favorite PlayStation fanboys out there. This is why we want Microsoft to succeed. This is why we want everyone to do well, because if they don't, we get stuff hold, held back. Um, and that's unfortunate. And, and it's, hard to, it's hard for me because I'm always someone saying, well, graphics don't mean anything. But it's different this time because I've seen so much better on this game. Like, I feel like if this was what it first came out as, I, I guess it would kind of suck, but I hadn't seen anything else, you know. But after seeing it that way, after seeing it the way it was back at E3 2012, I can't let go of that anymore. It's like I want it to look like that again. That you know, it could also be the multiplayer aspect. You know, they said the game is always connected online. Maybe it just had issues, you know, running with the with the always online thing that they were talking about with the multiplayer. So, if you guys had a choice, would you take the multiplayer or would you take the uh, better looking game? I take the better looking game. See, well, I, I kind of like the sound of the multiplayer mode. So for once, I'm actually going to take the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'd go yeah, for graphics, but the multiplayer seems unique. Seem, doesn't it just seem to you, Ben, that it's pretty much Assassin's Creed multiplayer, but in the modern setting? Not really, because the whole multiplayer is designed so that you can join in and hack your people, friends' games. You can, and then they have to find you and kill you, which is pretty much what you do in Assassin's Creed yeah. without the hacking part. But no, you can also help your friend. You don't have to just attack them. You can say if the police are chasing after you, you can say put the bollocks up so that the um, yeah the police yeah you know, the like the spikes and that so the police go flying off while chasing that your mate. You don't actually have to try and assassinate your friend. You can help him. You can like so you can lock the door so your police can't the police can't get him while your friend's doing something in a building. You can you, or yeah you, know, you can lock the door if he's chasing a bad guy. You can make it so that the bad guy trips over or something by. I don't know, making a trash can fall over. You know, because you seem to hack everything. Yeah, see, it, it sounds cool if both people participate in that. But if one person just goes in, screws up your game, and the other guy just doesn't care, what's the point of it? So say, it, it, I, I like the sound of it. doesn't mean it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to be a giant troll fest. Everyone knows that. Exactly. If some random guy comes in and, say, like, hacks my account, you know, steals my money or something, for example... I won't care. I'll just drive off and go to an ATM and steal my money back. Hmm. <laughs> my well, guess is you can set it to friends only. For me, it's weird because I, I don't think I'm going to. I think if it were up to me, I would choose the graphics, because quite frankly, the multiplayer does sound interesting, but at the same time, it sounds a little two dimensional, and I don't think it's something that I would spend hours doing. Or and I also don't think it's something that I would appreciate um, to be trying to accomplish something and then have someone show up and either screw it up, screw it up somehow, you know. So I feel like I feel like I'd rather have the good graphics because I'm going to spend much more time in the main game than I ever will in the multiplayer, quite frankly. But the main game is the multiplayer. Yeah, I know. I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tired. you're tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, heard, I heard an undertone to that it kind of makes me wonder if because I, I know a lot of companies like to release games to kind of test what they can do for the next game like I know Rockstar does this all the time you know they release a few games and they take aspects 
that were very successful from their games and added into another one. They, they did it with GTA V. You know, they took aspects of Max Payne 3 and Red Dead Redemption. Maybe, you know, to me, it just seems like Watch Dogs is kind of a test game to see what they can accomplish with a future title, maybe. Yeah. Like um, maybe Assassin's Creed. Maybe Assassin's Creed. Maybe they'll use the engine they're using in this game for the next Assassin's Creed. You don't know. Mm-hmm. By the way, Ben, I think I think you're interesting when you're angry. Yay! Because you don't sound angry. <laughs> you, you, you dropped a couple f bombs, but otherwise you just sounded normal. Well, well it's British. It's, it's limey rage. It's not. It's not the most rageiest of rage. Oh, okay. I just get slightly annoyed. It reminds me of this guy um, I saw on YouTube who was. I don't know, he was talking on his YouTube thing and then his friend just out of nowhere decides to just come up and punch him in the face and it looked like it hurt. It was completely random. He didn't do anything. He was just sitting there talking to his camera and then someone just comes in and punches him in the face. And all he does is he like, he reacts and he just turns to him and he says, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he didn't sound upset. Like he looked a little upset, but he wasn't. He didn't sound upset at all, just, I can't believe you've done this. I hate, I hate to say it, but that sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> but to be honest, the guy who punched him in the face should say, I am a man! Sorry, that's a reference to Superman at World's End. <laughs> the I'm worst honest, comic I... book ever made. Uh, you still there, Ernest? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, we just got Batman instead. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a big Call of Duty guy, right? Uh, I I don't know. I you don't know anymore. I think I'm I'm yeah. I think I'm starting to finally fall off of it. I I play it from time to time. I'll get a hankering, and it's just it's so hard to like completely let go because I've been playing this. Join us. I've been playing Call of Duty since. Join us, Ernest. Since the first one on PC. Good. Yeah. It was my game, and those those were the good days. You know, when Call of Duty was was respectable. Good. Not these kids who, like, joined in during the Black Ops and Modern Warfare era. Get get them out of here. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Give in to the yeah. distaste. Good. Yeah, so, so I have a question. Like, are you for the whole three-year development cycle now? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to help that much, honestly. For, from a game from like the game development perspective or from Yeah, some... from like from like game development perspective. I don't think it's gonna help that much. We'll see. Maybe I hope they prove me wrong, but I just have a feeling that it's it's not going to do much. I'll tell but... I'll tell them how they can sell me the next Call of Duty game. It, it, it's just a pretty simple thing they have to do. It's not hard. It's not very hard at all. The next Call of Duty game has to have Zork 2. And then I yeah. shall buy it. <laughs> That's all I care about. If it has Zork 2, I will buy it. No, what's what's Zork 2? Well, Call of Duty Black Ops, I think it's 1, isn't it? Yeah, the fresh Has Zork 1. So if the next Call of Duty game has Zork 2, then I shall buy it. Why don't you just go play Zork 2? Because I, I, 
I want Zork on my console just to be annoying. <laughs> I mean, north, 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 east, east, north, north, it's east. It's a text adventure. Yeah, but it's a text adventure. I see. They put it into the original Call of Duty Black Ops as kind of a mini game. It was the only good thing about Black Ops. I spent 30 hours on that game. Yeah. I spent a little time in Black Ops as well. But... I didn't play actual Black Ops, I just spent 30 hours on Zork. <laughs> so, so you guys have heard that they teased that Predator is coming to the next DLC of Call of Duty. But not Zork. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> it could Predator, be surprised. Predator is way cooler than Zork. <laughs> um, do you guys think that's cool or what? Like, does it even make sense? Well, you got aliens, I guess. It's true, but from 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 what the rumors are, it's going to be like its own mode where like one person is the predator, and like everybody else has to kill him. From and what? I've read that you've also got, uh, what's his name as well, Michael Myers in it as well already. Yes, but mm. from what I know, that was just like a skin character that runs around with like an axe or a knife killing people. Well, my guess is the Predator's just going to be a skin of, um, from what I read, maybe the jug- the Juggernaut class. Yeah, but like in the teaser trailer, they showed him like all invisible and stuff as That's he kills cool. somebody. My guess is it'll just be reskins of different abilities from... Is there an invisibly include you already? Is there a stealth camo on it? I have yeah. no idea. I don't know, I don't play it. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Anyone know? I don't think there was one in Ghosts. Uh, no. no okay. Well, I, I, I guess I can give them credit then. guess they've done some work. I'll what would it. be even cooler is if they got Arnold in there as well. <laughs> and, and Danny Glover. <laughs> Gotta have both of them. Yeah, both of them, and both of them have to provide the the, the mocap, the motion capture and voices. <laughs> oh, I, I want, I want, I want capture the cookie mode. And and Jesse Ventura, they got to get him in there too. <laughs> oh boy, Let's turn you into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Put the uh, cookie down. <laughs> All right, so. In other news, um, the name Deuce X. This was on PlayStation Universe. The name Deus. Deus. Go ahead, Deus. Oh. <laughs> Rock me out well, of yeah. Deus. I call, it, I call it Deuce. Mostly because <laughs> I know it's Deus, but it's my roommate's fault because he always called it Deuce. Now it's ingrained in my brain as Deuce X. The English language hates it now. Yes. I guess it's just like me from when I, me and my mate joked with a few. Because I used to. I stay names wrong so much. <laughs> when he was playing Skyrim one point he was fighting necromancers I read it as necromancers necromancers so now it has become a, a running joke where anytime there's any any necromancers in the game we fight necromancers what are those like zombie chefs <laughs> <laughs> and then you've also got uh, what's it um, um, Ezio instead of Ezio Easy-o. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> Easy-o. No. Um, but anyway, Deus Ex. Um, Mankind Divided is now a trademark name by Square Enix. So the speculation's going that a new Deus Ex game is on the way called 
excuse me, Deus Ex games <laughs> on the way called Mankind Divided. What's, this is probably the best news I've heard all week. Really? You played the you played the first game? Uh, I played all three of the games. Yes. They Ooh, used... hardcore fan. Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> so, Human Revolution is probably one of the best games of the last generation, in my opinion. Really? Yes. Have you not played it? I started to. My roommate had it, um, and he let me play it on his PS3, but then he left. So, I well, it was free on PS Plus, Glenn. I know. I missed it. You uh, don't you hate that when you miss games on PS Plus? Yeah, I I've missed like several, and I hate myself for that because I'm like, I'm paying for this. I didn't go to Android phone. I got PS Plus um, when I got my Vita. I got a year of PS Plus, but before that, I didn't have PS Plus, and I think that that was when it came out on PS Plus. So I I didn't get it. No, well, glad. Sucks. I'm sorry, I'm but sp- you can get you can get the director's cut version now, which is the better version. Good, good. Because they improved the boss fights, which is the one downside of the game. Well, people thought it was a downside. I thought it was pretty fun. Hmm. It also has a second screen support with the uh, Vita, so you can use this your uh, Vita as a map. Ah. Oh, nice. I didn't oh. know. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you played it, Ernest? You played Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got it and launched, played through it. Really, really enjoyed it. It's a phenomenal game. Yeah, so, so even the title I think pretty much suggests that it's going to be a sequel to Human Revolution. Mm, yeah, could be. A mankind divided Human Revolution because the whole point of Human Revolution was you know the fight against Seraph and them with the augmentation stuff. So I don't know. Like I'm really excited, but this is like the second trademark that they've had already, isn't it? Didn't they already say they're working on like some kind of multiplayer version of Deus Ex? Perhaps. Um, this is actually Ernest's article here. Um, and what it says is that um, it, it could be the name, like they announced Deus Ex in development for PS4, Xbox One, and PC late last year. But um, it could be like a spin off or it could be something completely different. But Mankind Divided is, is in Square Enix's books right now. That's all we know for sure. Let's hope it's not another tablet game. Another tablet game? Because that's just going to piss even more people off. <laughs> like the last one did. Mm-hmm. So what are you What are you hoping this is? Are, you said it could be a sequel. Is that what you would want most from it? Or would you prefer something else? I, I, I would like a sequel to Human Revolution. I would because I think Adam Jensen was a phenomenal character. I think they created a really good character. Because Human Revolution was a prequel to the first game. Mm-hmm. They said, and like a lot of the behind-the-scenes characters of Human Revolution appeared in the first game as the villains. So, you like, playing it, you kind of know who's behind everything already if you played the first game. But it's nice to see how it all kind of developed from it, you know? Yeah. So I, I am. I, I, I really do hope it's a sequel. I don't know where they'll go with it because, like, his story is kind of over. But I wouldn't be... I won't be. I won't complain if if Adam Jensen returned in this game because I think he was a really cool character. Well, you never know because developers are creative, creative people. Like, remember we we've been talking about Infamous a lot lately. lately. Remember at the end of Infamous Two, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, although I'm pretty sure you know it by now. Um, 
that at the end of Infamous 2, Cole died. And a lot of people were like, does that mean there's no Infamous 3? Like, what's 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 going to happen? And then all out of nowhere, they come out with an entirely new game on a whole other level. So, hey, don't don't discount them. They can they could come out and surprise you with whatever's next. The developers actually said they wanted to use the bad ending from Infamous 2, but they decided against it. Yeah, I heard that. That's that was that's one of my beefs with Second Son. We can get into that later, though. <laughs> but I liked the I liked the good ending. I think a lot of people play the good ending more than the bad ending. Um, on their first playthrough. Yeah, on uh, yeah on their first playthrough, and then um, I, I know on the bad ending, someone on PSU I was chatting with. Um, I think on the review of Infamous Second Son, I was chatting with someone about it, and they were like, yeah, at, at the end of Infamous 2, you have to kill Zeke. And I was like, what? <laughs> you have to kill Zeke? Because I, ha- I never finished my um, Infamous 2 evil playthrough. I, I went through, I think, about half the game evil when I got distracted with something else, which happens a lot, it would seem. But yeah, that was, that was hard. So I'm, I'm curious as to what they would have done with that, because I'm already impressed that Sucker Punch was willing to go that far. So it, I'm intrigued as to how far they would have taken that. I think they, uh, I think story-wise it would have been a much better way than they went with Second Son, which I personally think they just half-assed it, explaining how everybody got their powers back. How everyone got their powers back? Yeah. Well, I, how, how the conduits came back, I should say. It made sense to me because at the end of Infamous Second Son, um, that is spoiler alert. Not the end of the Second Son, at the end of Infamous Two. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest is like, no, I'm getting yeah. <laughs> spoiler. No. Um, at the end of Infamous Two, uh, I, I I don't even remember where I was going. You just blew that right out of my mind. <laughs> I tried to save. <laughs> I blame the fact that they both have a two in it. Yeah. Yeah. Second Son. Oh, shoot. What was I going to say? Dang it. Sorry. You're not sorry at all. Anyway, it'll come back to me. By the way, while we're talking about it for the second son, <laughs> make sure you do your paper trail stuff, guys, so you can unlock your super special, super mega ultra paper power, possibly. Kind of. We don't know. But, see, you you were saying this to me earlier. What, will, what would the point be of the paper power if you've already finished the game? Well, there's talks that there's going to be a full... Uh, fledged campaign DLC, sort of like uh, Festival of Blood. Okay. okay. So I don't know. Doing a full fledged DLC campaign well, story wise. Well, they talked about it before, before just before Second Son came out. So I I don't see it happening. I don't know. I do. Uh, I, I just think it'll be too much work. No, they've done it before, and they've with this whole paper trail thing to begin with, they've already expressed interest in um, adding new content and keeping the game going. And plus, it wouldn't be any any extra work, because if they're using the same assets as the uh, main game, yeah. all that it would be would be reskinning some of the enemies and then releasing it as DLC. They'd probably have to get more uh, motion capture from the actors as well. Not really, not if they reuse the assets. No. Oh, not really. Well, full well, campaign, they, they would have to do more animation, more more cutscenes. Not if they play. do the uh, cutscenes in the comic book style, like the old Infamous games. Oh, well, that would be a little. Well, 
it'd be a little of a letdown, and I still think that they'd need their voices. They'd need them to say different things. Yeah, but yeah, if, if like text bubble comes up and I have to read it, I'll be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> like give me my money back <laughs> right now. <laughs> so yeah, for lost, uh, watch it, uh, watch it, sucker bun. Stop listening to my ideas. <laughs> I just I don't see it happening personally. No, I think they could. I think they could. I think they would want to do something like that because you're left with this power at the end of the game that you've just got. And then there's Paper Trail, which is about apparently unlocking a paper power. You know, what what am I going to do with that? Go trophy hunting? I'd, I'd like to use that in some sort of gameplay. So I'd imagine that they uh, they have planned something. The trophies are so easy. You don't even need to really hunt for them. You can just get them all playing regularly. Yeah, you could. But I'm not a huge trope. I'd like to get a platinum. I would really like to, but I just never am interested in doing the work. I think I think I know where the DLC will be. I I, I think I know where the DLC will be for Infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm. Where it's not going to be in Seattle. Where, I I'm going to say where I'm not saying anything else, but I think I know where it's going to be. Where where's that? I'm not I spoiling it. Spoilers for Ernest. Oh no! Oh wait. Oh, Ernest hasn't finished playing yet. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's like a power. It's not story, right? Oh, no. The st- it will be, well, I think where it oh, will be I, will I, be. Like, mute, I should I mute right now? And then I know, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone else playing the game right now as well. Because it, it's okay. still quite new. But I have a, I have an idea of where it might, might be if there is DLC. Okay. Um, shall keep his secrets to himself. I, I also want to just say this right now. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, the other two powers that you get, I think they should have gone with those two before they showed off Smoke and Neon. I think they should have kept those two hidden, personally. Wait, which two? Uh, the ones that they showed off, Neon and Smoke. They should have kept those secret? Yes, and they should have showed off the other two. No, I, I think video was good kept secret because it, the video was amazing. And you just spoiled the game for us. Oh, crap. No, I'm that far. I'm, I am that far. Okay, good. Oh, okay. That's the latest powers I have. That's for, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and then we know what the fourth power I is because that's the stuff. All, but I think Neon would have been a much cooler thing to see. Sorry about that, Ernest, by the way. Oh, no problem. Why, why are you so concerned about Ernest? Are you forgetting that we're going to publish this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already have those powers. Maybe I have so whatever. It's like we're gonna publish this for everyone and anyone to listen to. So. Well, sorry. Should to... we write that in the description? Like, watch <laughs> yeah. out for. <laughs> Don't, watch out for kind of maybe spoilers. Maybe. I think the 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 other two powers are less visually impressive than the first two. Well, I might as well just call them what they are because I said video and we all, everyone knows who's played the game knows what the fourth power's got to be because you get told it at the start of the game. Yeah. Quite frankly, <laughs> I disagree. I think the smoke one was my least favourite. Really? Yeah. Yes. I liked Neon and the and video the best. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really did. Because uh, they... Video just doesn't make any sense. What? Like, how does video make sense to you guys? It makes it sense to me. As a power, like, how... To, to me, it's more a video game power than a video power. Well, sure. 
that's if you want to do video, you may as well just brought back electricity from coal. Well, it's different because I mean the guy. I can't talk about it very well here <laughs> on the podcast because because now it's not it's not like spoiling the power anymore. Now it's like spoiling actual story elements. So I'm not gonna. Well, okay, I, yeah. I think I can talk about it, Glenn, without spoiling actual story. I think I, you... I know the words. Basically, <laughs> you're not still in the electrical signal. You're still in the image from the telly. That is what gets gets you. You're not getting the electric. You're getting the image that's on the screen, not actually the electricity from the video. That, I don't know. That, that's my guess and why video is different to electricity. I think it was just something unique, so they went with it. I think it was very unique because I wasn't thinking anything like that at all. Like when when they said powers, I was thinking like element powers, like earth or water or something. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, all sorts of things, but I never would have expected... So, so you should have earth, water, fire, wind, and then the DLC power is heart. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and all combined... There's a suit, Captain Planet suit. <laughs> Captain Delson! That would be amazing. Go Planet! I haven't watched that show in forever since I was little. Hot, hot. <laughs> I didn't even know that was in the UK. But but yeah, I don't know. To me personally, I think those two were more visually impressive than the last two. Ah, uh, we are at especially audience. neon. Neon, they totally should have kept hidden. Neon was just fun. Neon was so much fun because all this time you've been. Um, limited as far as where you could go and how you could get there and then you get neon and you can just go wherever the heck you want and get you know what the, the problem with yeah. neon is though is it's it makes the game so damn easy that it kind of ruined it for me really what? yeah like hmm. the slow-mo just just made it so easy the slow-mo well the slow-mo i had no reason to use any other power than to slow down time and just take everybody out that way what it really did for me was it helped me with my karmic uh, strike. Because it made it so... And to tell the truth, each power had something that could fill up your karmic strike really easily. But um, Neon's was the easiest, because all you had to do was aim. No, I don't know. Smoke was the easiest, if you're a good guy. Because uh, the subdue, the grenades were quite big area effect with the if you had good karma. Yeah, and you just run in and knock yeah. them down. Yeah. Videos I had to get used to, because um, how did you do videos again? Video you had to, um, crap! I can't remember. I can't what, was remember. what was video subdue move? I don't remember to be honest. I didn't really use video that much. See what I mean? Nobody uses <laughs> video too much. <laughs> Dude, I used video all the time, and I liked it. I just video what... was too slow. Oh no, no! It makes you invisible. Oh, that was it, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I used that quite a bit. It makes you invisible, and so you can run in and subdue people because they can't see you. So you can you can subdue a couple of them, and then you jump away, and as long as no one's around you, you can go invisible right again and subdue some more. You also so had it, someone helping I, you I'm, if you leveled it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you could... I can't say anymore. Uh, but yes. I like guns blazing with... <laughs> with with video. The, the machine gun... Long range blast, hell yeah. That was the coolest part about it. There you go, see? You liked video. 
No, that and the melee attack when the guy goes flying across the map. <laughs> See? But I thought you didn't like video. But that was it. I didn't like anything else. So you like the melee, you like the Gatling gun effect. That's it. See, I like the wings. That was that was my favorite part. Was I think that was the worst form of transportation, man. Oh, it was. I the smoke was the worst. It, it looked so weird when you're going up a building. You're just like gliding up. <laughs> I felt, I felt, <laughs> yeah, defying gravity. Just. <laughs> I felt like an angel. I was hold on, a... hold on. <laughs> I think you look terrible, man. Harry, it looks weird for you to have wings flying, but it doesn't look weird for you to turn into a bunch of smoke. I think it's visually more impressive. This just looks like a. His a static 3D model standing in one spot as he's flying in the air. Well, he's flying. What is he supposed to do? Dance while he's flying? <laughs> Give him some motions with his body or something. Superman pose? Or... He just like stands in one spot and like he goes straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you're being picky. <laughs> I'm not being picky at all. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just for that, Gary's personal score for that game gets taken off 0.5. Yes. <laughs> and Glenn gets no, an extra 0.5. If I was the game, if I was reviewing it, I, I wouldn't have given it higher than a 9, personally. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, we've got a badass over here. Uh-oh. Why am I... What? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already named most of my issues with it. I think the game is too easy. Is even on X. I'm playing it on Expert right now, and I'm just raking shit. Well, and I, I don't even have neon yet. Well, sorry that you're so good at games, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We don't all have your skill, okay? We don't play Dark Souls, you know, twenty four seven like oh, you. Do. <laughs> you know what my biggest issue with the game? I'll say this right now. My biggest issue is having to absorb something in order to get its power. That's how it's always been. Infamous, you had one power. Yes, but you had you, in order to use it, you had to absorb. Oh, something. I think what I think what he means is like having being able to switch, switch, to switch power. Your powers. Yeah, you don't like being able to switch powers. No, no, no that it's more difficult. I wish it was on the six other buttons that are completely useless in the game. They could have mapped it to instead okay. of having me to run God knows where to get TV power. On top of a building, because that's the only place that is, apparently. But I think that makes sense. Like, a minute ago, you were complaining about it being too easy. Like, do you know how easy it would be if you could just switch powers on the fly like that? I mean, it, I think it adds more dimension to If the I'm playing on Expert, I need it to be harder, and it's not. It's... <laughs> I don't understand. What, like, why, I, is, okay. why is it... No, why is it easier for you to have to go and hunt for some place to get a different power. Because it's a hassle. If, if I say run out of energy, it's a hassle for me to have to fly up to a building to get TV energy back. But It's a hassle. One, like, they could have done something cool. I could have combined powers. Like, here, I threw my grenade that slows down time, right, with neon. Mm -hmm. I could do that. I can switch to TV, rapid fire the guy. You know, a little bit, run up and just nail him with smoke with my chain. But the thing is, each power has similar moves, so you can you don't have to switch powers to do that. And in fact, I know, but I'm just saying, I think it would have been cooler. And in fact, the chain, the video melee power and the neon power are both more are both stronger than the smoke power in the first place. Yeah, but the smoke power looks cooler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I give up. <laughs> 
Nothing pleases him. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, to me, it was just the reason they did it, in my opinion, is because they wanted to show off their particle events. I think the reason they did it is because it makes sense. It makes sense or to me. Like in order to like you're you're using one power, and in order to get another one, you have to get a different you have to go get a different power. Like it doesn't make sense for him to have all of these powers ingrained inside him when everyone else can only use one. But see, that's <laughs> the you just uh-huh. you still what the problem is all the powers are pretty much the same. And that's There's nothing that's... that separates them except what they do. Guys, guys, that's a lie as well because Cole can use two powers. Cole could use so, oh yeah he had um an infamous, in, in infamous too yeah. yeah so yeah it's not it, uh, it's it is possible for him to have more than one power at a time because Cole had more than one power at a time yeah see, see I think they should have stuck with only two powers but the powers the powers are not all the same like, but they all pretty much do the same thing yeah Delson has a similar move set between each one is that a bad thing no it's not a bad thing but it, it's they could have fleshed out and given more moves to the two rather than go four and pretty much make them all the same. Okay, Gary. Different effects. Here's where I am. You were complaining about the game being too easy and then something that would, in essence, make it a little, like, make at least one aspect of it a little more difficult you're not happy with. Okay. Well, one and two were hard. One and two were hard? I think they were, especially two. On, like, the hardest difficulty, that game was a pain. Well, I haven't finished my expert playthrough yet, but I feel like I don't feel like it's much harder. I would recommend for people who haven't played Infamous Second Son, I recommend starting that game on expert difficulty. <laughs> I really would. You're gonna get people killed, Gary. And they're <laughs> gonna enjoy it more. unless they just want to play through the story. Then go ahead and play on easy. Do you, you really? How, how much time do you really spend playing Dark Souls? I don't. I haven't even beaten Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, guys, um, I'm just going to bring up that Velocity Ultra is going to be free for all PlayStation Plus members next month. So I recommend you download it for the Vita. Okay, I'm disappointed because Sly Cooper is going on PlayStation Plus for Europe, right? Next yeah. Month? And it's not doing the same for America. No. I'm sad. Why? We're getting Arkham City instead. Yeah, you're getting Arkham City. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that... Uh, I don't care. This what? picture I'm sending you guys is why you need to buy to download Velocity Ultra on the Vita. Yeah. Well, you don't care about Batman. No, you're the don't. commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ally are you? I don't... It's not that I don't care about Batman, it's just that I've already played like half of that game, so I don't really... You didn't play the other half, did you? Uh, <laughs> the other half. Guys, you should download that picture I've just sent, and you'll see why you need to download Velocity Ultra when it comes out next month. Velocity Ultra? Yeah. You know that... Um, it's free, I don't need to get it. You know yeah. that sending out pictures on pod- on audio podcasts is a little... I know. They shall, they'll show work it out. Okay. <laughs> this is why you need to download Velocity Ultra. I'm never. I'm not even going to attempt to download it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chile UK salutes you. <laughs> so download Velocity Ultra because Chile salutes you. Yes, I just salute you in the game. 
<laughs> With what? With words. Okay, guys. So, what's the moral of the story here with Infamous? We've been going back and forth about this for a while. I think it's a great game. Keep Amazing game. Play. It's the own game right now on the PS4. But yeah, you're missing out. Before we finish this conversation, I'm going to put my hat on. Your hat? Oh, Jesus, Ben. Nobody can see it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I feel much better now. Okay. It's just like I feel like, I feel like we gotta do like everything uh, radio drama style. Like, oh, there's someone at the door. <laughs> oh, let me walk over there. Ben eagerly puts on his hat and sits in his chair, ready to continue the conversation. For some uh, raisins. Oh, oh, and just just to complain because I want to complain. Oh gosh, <laughs> his his climbing ability of the buildings is worse than it was in two. See, I noticed that. <laughs> I did notice that. I, it looks so horrible. It's like he's just glitching out on the wall, just going up. <laughs> I had to get used to climbing because the climbing, the scaling of the buildings felt a little slow. And I was going to take off a point for that, but then I got neon and I never climbed a building again unless I really had to. And eventually. You had to if you wanted to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because then I could just use like a vent or something. But. Um, the thing about it was, like, I don't know, it it just, after a while it got better. Like, after a while, I guess my hands got used to hitting the button a certain way that it felt natural again. So, it was hard to take a point off for it, because it was eventually addressed. Oh, At least I thought so. That and the uniqueness of the enemies you fought in the last two games really disappointed me in Second Son. The uniqueness of the enemies? Yes. Like, in Second Son, it's pretty much just the DUP. They just have some added ability. Well, yeah, but that's how it's always been. I mean, the only reason, the only difference between the ones in the original Infamous was that they were, like, a different color and slightly different difficulty. And that's about how it was here, except they just weren't a different color. But there were different difficulties. But, like, Infamous, you had, you know, the Reapers, and they all had their own little unique thing. But it was just a different name and a different costume. It was the exact same enemy. No, it wasn't. What was different? They had different abilities. They did? Yeah. Are you sure? Because, like, I saw, yeah, the, the, the trash men had, like, um... Those... Shields and stuff. None of the other guys had shields. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, until, um... I don't know. Overall, they kind of felt the same. And here you have different abilities too. Like, um, for instance, you have ones that just shoot at you. You have ones that throw concrete bombs at your face. You have ones that launch themselves all over the place and have the ability to close the gap. You have ones. You have those ones that try and trap you in concrete. You know, they have the um, the bits of concrete swirling all around them. And then you have the big freaking heavies that take forever to kill. And that once you kill them, you have to go and subdue them or they get back up again. Mm. So, like, you have all those different levels. They're just not as separated and segmented as they were in the last couple games. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt tiresome to just continue to fight the DUP constantly. <laughs> Gary, you're making me smile because you're like, yeah, this was bad and this was tiring, but yeah, this is an awesome game. No, like I said, I, I would have rated it a 9, which is a great score. Okay. So These are just my issues. I'm not saying it's a bad game for having these issues. 
Sure you are, Gary. That and like the best. Oh, okay. The best part. One of the best parts is the spray painting, right? Sure, I, I like that. I, I love the spray painting. What I was disappointed in is that you never actually get to finish the spray painting. Yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. like a third of it, and then he finishes the rest of it. Well, just, let, let me do the whole thing, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> to tell the truth, I think it would have gotten annoying if you had to do the entire spray painting. Well, give people the option. Yeah. I yeah, guess that would... the spray paint. Because, like, the, that option. it gave you up to three. It gave you up to, like, three turns at the spray painting, and then he'd finish it. Yeah. I would have loved to finish the whole thing. I think that that was a cool aspect. And then there were like some spray paintings that went like all the way up the side of the building. So I thought they were really unique. I thought it was really well done. Which stuff. is interesting because that had that had the opportunity to be just completely annoying and a waste of time. But just kind of the outcome of it, like the spray paintings themselves looked really great. I wish they like let you just go in and randomly do yourself, like you know, push a button and just spray paint a wall however the hell you want. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of bad images would happen on the internet, but yeah, that's I true. think it would have been cool. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So I like the spray painting part. I thought it was fun. Infamous Second Son, a great game on PlayStation right now. It's the own PlayStation Four title right now. And speaking of PlayStation Now, um, a lot. Oh, did you like that segue there? Um, yeah, that was amazing. Of, <laughs> the beta invites for PS Now have gone out. And I don't think we're allowed to do articles or, or anything about them just yet. No, you're but currently under NDA until sort of summertime, from what I can tell. Exactly. But I didn't get one. Sony doesn't like me. If you're in the United States, if you're in North America, and um, you signed up for a PlayStation Now beta invite at the beginning of the year, check your email, check your spam. Um, you might have one. You might have an, an uh, invitation. and once you accept that, a few days later, uh, you should get the code to begin trying PlayStation Now. Please respect the non-disclosure agreements. They're there for a reason. Um, also because, also remember that it is a beta, so don't expect everything to be absolutely perfect right now. In fact, it might in fact suck, because again, it's a beta. Um, but we well, hope it doesn't. Also, for those that are European, you will... Began the beta invite should start in December, from what I can tell, for Europe. Yeah. Because they're hoping to roll out early 2015 for Europe, but maybe it might get pushed back to summer 2015. Well, either way, it's exciting yeah. times. A new and something really new. Something. Really Wait, so, so is this is the is the beta PS3 only right now? I don't know. They can't say, do Vita yet? They did say in the invite that we should consider... Shh, don't really... I don't think we should talk about the invite too much. Okay. Yeah, just in case. In case they're listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was... Okay. Well, anyway. Um, moving along then. Uh, that's it for Racial Diversity Gaming Hour number 11. Even though, you know, we should really stop calling them Racial Diversity Gaming Hour because it's never just an hour. Well, so we should game an hour and a little bit. <laughs> hour game and a half. Yes, okay. So, RDGHH here. And we have <laughs> episode 11 in the books. So, um, don't forget to follow us on RDGHPSU um, on Twitter at RDGHPSU. Also, 
Um, you can follow us individually if you like. If you if you think we're awesome, I think we're awesome. Don't you guys? Yes. Yeah. You, you guys are awesome. That was unenthusiastic. Okay. Sure. Uh, why not? Wait, <laughs> I'm awesome. I just said it. I know it. You guys are awesome. Police and Gary. How's your How's your Twitter thing coming? Dude, it's very slowly. I don't know. What number are you up to? Uh, I think like fifty six. Fifty six. There's a free game on the table, and you're only at fifty six. Maybe I should just offer a system. <laughs> can you? Can you? Are you able to do that? I am able to do that. What? <laughs> that would be like the most prestigious Twitter campaign ever. Twitter. Every 100 in your system. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be really prestigious. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. Yeah, but don't say... Not every 100, though. <laughs> You're 51, by the way. Yes, 51. Sorry. 51. So go ahead and follow Mr. Gary here for the chance at a brand new video game. Um, of your choosing. Of your choosing. Any console, any system, as long as it's within the general $60-ish limit, right? Yes, restrictions apply. Restrictions apply. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Gary, uh, just I know I said it like three times now, but how can they contact you? They can contact me on Twitter at Gagwaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Or they can email me at Gary at PSU.com. All right. Gary at PSU.com. Prodigal son, Ernest. Yeah. How about you, man? Um, at Ernsty Lynn, E-R-N-S-T-Y-L-I-N. Uh, that's Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, pretty much everything. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Someone's been looking at sugar DVD. <laughs> well, I'm just so trying to support our site, you know. <laughs> All right, Ernsty Land. And how about you, Mr. Ben Sterling? Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK, or you can contact me at real. G- <laughs> nah, just at chili underscore UK. C H I double L E underscore UK. All right. And what what else you were about to say about Jim Sterling? <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll leave that for another time, another show, <laughs> right. another place, another website. Ben, where does your nickname come from? What does chili mean? Uh, Are you like, talking about like the food, or, or it's a long, long. Basically, when I was in school, because my second name is Shillabir, a lot of people in the north pronounced it wrong and would call it Chillabir. <laughs> Which then just became from chili beer to chili, and then okay. it's just sort of stuck because I like it. So there was a progression. Okay. Yeah. All right. As for me, if you'd like to talk to me, you may. Um, I am friendly. I promise. You can contact me on Twitter at goglen underscore at g o g l e n n underscore, or if you would like to go back to the Stone Age because there was totally email in the Stone Age, um, you can email me at glenn.gordon at psu dot com. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we're under PlayStation Unchained's great name. If you subscribe, you get two awesome podcasts downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. And with that, we're done. We will see you next week. On- I just wanted to say something. Um, for the Deus Ex fans out there, I encourage everyone who is a fan and who isn't 
to go to YouTube and watch the Deus Ex Human Revolution fan film that released last week. It's 12 minutes long, and it is phenomenal. Hmm. Go watch it. It is great. It's it is so really well done. <laughs> well done. I think I'll jump on that train there. Any Persona fans listening, head to YouTube and look up the Persona 4 Heme Daisy comic. Heme Daisy's great. Her Metal Gear solid stuff is awesome. <laughs> H-I-I-M and then Daisy like the flower. It's hilarious and everything in it is like, yeah, that's so true somehow. Except for Yukiko. I, I, they did y- Yukiko a disservice in my opinion. But that's just me. That's just me. Fine. While we're doing advertisements. <laughs> if just one more thing. If, <laughs> if you're a Batman fan, go look up Batman on YouTube. Especially Batman and Superman. That is amazing. All right. Oh, and it's Batman's 75th anniversary. Go buy all the animated series stuff on DCShop.com. Okay. We've, <laughs> we've promoted enough. <laughs> now turn up my mouth in you and eat some Doritos. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to talk to my friends here. You guys listening, have a great week. We'll see you next week, hopefully, or not see you, but you'll hear us because again, it's it's. it's you on. can see us with your ears. Yes, um, but until then, have a great week, everyone. We wish you great gaming, and as always, don't be a racist. Get down, you little